Here it is. Swing and a ground ball stabbed by Folk. He has it. He underhands the first, and the Boston Red Sox are the world champions. For the first time in 86 years, the Red Sox have won baseball world championship. Can you believe it? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week, another episode of the Red Seed Pod. As usual, it's your host, Aiden Kavanaugh, alongside me, co-host Coop. Coop, um, it's been an interesting week since we recorded our uh, trade deadline special. So um, let's, let's, let's get into the deadline real quick. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on the, not just the Sox deadline, but the league around the league in general? I know there are some big deals that went down. Honest to God, this is a probably like the coolest trade deadline in the last, I don't know how many years. I don't know if I've been like this stoked about the, the, the trade deadline. And thank God, I'd like, <laughs> we said this last episode and you can tell because our hair are, are not on fire. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. because Juan started to knock out of the Dodgers. Now yeah. you, were, you were saying that. And I was holding out hope. I uh, I did say he's going to the Padres, so we'll nice. have my oh, back there. Good show. But uh, thank God, Juan Soto did not go to the blue, go to the Dodger blue man, because like, yeah, that would that would have been. I would have gave up on the sport. I would have become like a cricket broadcaster. I would have started, you know, I would have started talking about soccer and stuff. I don't know, man. I would have to. Baseball would not be cool if if Juan Soto went to the Dodgers. Um, and I think there's some great stats I've been reading about. Um, Juan Soto uh, just just passed Ted Williams for the, the walks before 24 years old record. Um, and he's the only player with 1,500 or more plate appearances that's active right now that has walked more than he struck out. He's the only one. Wow. Yeah. So, that's... you know, just everyone knows Juan Soto is like the guy. Um, he's better than advertised. Um, Talk about that deal, though. Um, Nationals got a lot. You got a lot. Was it, was it worth it? I'm saying no. Yeah, because that surprised me because I know you're a huge prospect guy like me. And when I texted you right when it happened, you you were like, oh, it wasn't worth it. And I was thinking, like, I was looking at the, at the package with, like, Robert Hassel, um, Mackenzie Gore, C.J. Abrams, like, like James five Boyd. five of their top prospects, and yeah. Luke Voigt, <laughs> and Luke Voigt, four and no, I feel bad. And we got Hosmer from it, so I mean, whatever. But um, I was surprised when you said that. I was like, "Is is it worth it?" I mean, at the same time, like it's not. But if you're, I mean, obviously they should have resigned him. That was stupid. Like I don't know what they're doing, but yeah. Um, if you're not going to end up re-signing him, I feel like that's probably the best package you're going to get. Like, yeah, you're probably going to lose the trade no matter what, just because you're giving away one's like 23 year old or whatever, how young he is, Juan Soto. 23. But I I feel like, I feel like the package is just like, that's the best they could have probably gotten. And not saying they want it at all. I mean, we obviously don't know. We don't know how, like, we don't know how good they're going to be, but, um, I feel like that's the best package they could have gotten. So, I mean, I, guess they sort of succeeded in their quest but i don't know i will tell yeah so i think uh i don't think rizzo had a choice i don't think 
the owners, I don't think they were going to let him resign Juan. They probably were, they probably are, I don't know the learners. I don't know their inner dealings, but what it sounds like is they don't really know how great Juan Soto is. And they just are like, what do you mean he turned down the biggest deal, most guaranteed money a player's ever been offered? There's no way. Why would he do that? And they were probably just were like offended on that and just were like, we're not going to be able to resign on that's the best offer. Um, and it wasn't the best offer. You could have you could have probably jacked up the price more and you would still be worth it. You'd be underpaying him if you're paying him 35 million a year for 15 years. Like that's how good Juan Soto is. Yeah. Um, so it's it's almost like a we don't know. Like this simply it's just he's too good at such a young age, and we've never seen this before. And I think the nationals are just like too scared to even attempt to put a price tag on him. So they just made it the Padres issue and got a fucking King's ransom for him. Um, the, so if this was a straight swap for Soto, I'd say, like, honestly, both teams kind of won. I think C.J. Abrams is awesome. Mackenzie Gore, a lot of people don't like him. I like him. I like I think, him, too. I think he's better than advertised, or at least he's better than what people think because he's had a real up and down, a lot of ups and then a big down last year. And then he pitched well at the beginning of this year, and then he kind of didn't. So I think a lot of people are saying, oh, he's bad. He's not playing well. I'm like, dude, he's a rookie. And, you know, he's a rookie left-handed pitcher, a four-pitch mix with velocity. Like, you're going to be able to – was also that. good? He was also really good, like, the first month and a half. Was he not? He was very good. He's had yeah. good starts. You know what, like, what he can do. He's, he's a talented prospect, and yeah. it's a great thing to have in the deal. C.J. Abrams, I think, was, like, the, the best piece he got out of that deal. And pretty much MLB-ready shortstop who can hit for power and probably has, like, 290, 310 seasons in him. So, like, also, that's what, a 70 speed grade, a 70 run grade, too. Yeah, he's yeah. He's, a, he's like a 6'3 guy, like a 6'3", 60 guy. So, he's really fast. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that deal, it I, I don't – think the Nationals fans like if I'm a Nationals fan I'm gonna be so upset and yeah I would, and rightfully so but it's not like the end of the world because you probably have a good core that's emerging um that being said though I think the team that won the trade deadline besides the Padres I think a lot of people are like oh the Padres won they got Bell and Soto for like a pretty good deal um you know I think that's an easy pick my the team that I think won the deadline and my favorite I can't believe they did pull this off. It was the Cincinnati Reds. Best, best yeah. deadline. Oh. I, I cannot tell you, like, they sold every player they should have sold and got the absolute maximum they could have gotten from them. Um, like the deal they got for Mali was great. They got Hort, like, ugh. And getting Marte out of this as well. They got good prospects for Drury. You know, you didn't have to, like, sell too much. You didn't shake up the roster. Like, you're not going to completely suck for the rest of the year. I think compared to how the beginning of the year went with the, the president kind of having some out of context words, people were upset about what he was saying. Um, I think it's, if, if I'm a Reds fan, I'm like, Oh my God, our front office is competent and we might actually have a competitive team. It makes this, it makes the Winker and Suarez deal look awesome now because they have no money on the books. They have a great farm system. And I, I honestly think that the Reds, if they keep playing their cards, right, could be a good team in the future. 
Dude, yeah, I mean, they pulled an absolute heist for Luis Castillo. That was brilliant by them. I mean, I can't believe it. I mean, I gotta tell you, I'll tell you what though, the Mariners, the Mariners gotta do some, make some noise in the playoffs to make that work though. I'll tell you that right now. Make the playoffs first. Yeah, I know. Oh man, they haven't done that since Ichiro was a rookie, man. Those Orioles, I'm telling you, those Orioles are 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 not messing around. They really aren't. No, they're not. It's, they want, uh, they want that third spot. They really do. Yeah. Do you think they're gonna oh. make? Do you think the Orioles are gonna make it? I think we'll we'll dive into this when uh, when we talk about the AL East. But I will say, I think it's about time that we say Adley Rushman is the best catcher in baseball. He's he, oh my goodness! I mean, it's unbelievable. It, it really is like, I mean, exactly. people can, people can say right like the last two weeks he's been batting like three sixty. He's been ridiculous, but. It's weird. It, it really is strange how, like, right when he gets called up, their pitching turns elite. Their entire staff turns ridiculous. Like, as a catcher, a switch inning catcher who calls a game like that, like the 91st percentile of framing or even higher than that, as a great fielder can actually run. Like, he, I mean, he's at it. He is as advertised. And I, I mean, they started this entire run when he got called up. I, I think, I think if, if there's really a, someone to point at for their success. It's, it's got to be him. I mean, he's, he's at least one of the factors. I'll tell you that. They trade away Mancini and Jorge Lopez, and they're still – I don't even think they've lost yet since. Like, they, they're ridiculous. At least, at least uh, he's got positive framing. He's the second highest defensive contributor on the Orioles behind Jorge Mateo, according to fan graphs. Um, and he's played in about half the innings as Mateo. So I think what we're getting is like not only is he an incredible switch hitter, he's a like a elite defensive catcher as well with a good arm. Like, I mean, there's a reason why he was a number pro- number one prospect in baseball. And to, to immediately have it pan out in a seat in like a season, like he's playing really well. Like really, really well, dude. His um, his base stats now. I know at the plate he had a slow start. He's batting now two fifty four, three sixty five on base, eight oh two OPS and one hundred twenty eight OPS plus. This like, is that's ridiculous. He's got a one thirty WRC plus. <laughs> he's walking at thirteen percent and he's striking out at sixteen percent. So like this is really impressive stuff from a, from a rookie. I think to be honest with you, I was I was talking to my Orioles fan in the office, um, and he he brought this up, and it hadn't even crossed my mind. But the more and more as the days go on and the season unfolds, I really he was saying that Rutschman is a sneaky AL Rookie of the Year candidate over J Rod, mm-hmm. and at first I was like, "There's no way, like that's kind of crazy." And then you look at their numbers, and they're pretty much the same hitter. Um, Adley's got fewer games than J Rod because J Rod started the year um at center field um but it yeah i think if the orioles make the playoffs and the, the mariners don't i think you give it to you give it to adley at this oh, point he's, he's trending certainly he's certainly trending into that finalist area right now i mean how can he how can you now that his like base hitting stats are good how can you how can you say he's not and i know jay J, i mean jay rod just like electric so they might just give it to him anyways but well jay rod's playing really well julio's you know he's might be one of the most like oh in the league right now. You know, he's, not saying I don't not saying he doesn't deserve it. Like he, he's he's the man. Like he's a baller. He's he's probably the best player on that team. But so 
I mentioned this earlier. Uh, Adley's WRC plus is 130. J-Rod's is 135. So if you're going to give it to the best rookie, it, it, right now it's it's J-Rod. If yeah. you're going to look simply at the offensive stats, but I mean, they're and they're both the elite defensively. They're both like it, it's uh, yeah. We I mean, going into the season, it was pretty clear we probably were about to have like one of the best crops of rookies maybe ever. Yeah, with Bobby and him. Um, Mackenzie Gore, obviously, we talked about him already. Just a lot of young, touted prospects finally getting their looks, and yeah. I, I think it's 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 a good, it's pretty validating for for like prospect rankings because you know you have your your three guys that were around the number one prospect are like go figure the three like rookie of the year candidates with Bobby Bobby Witt, J Rod, and Adley who are all within the top three prospects by the time they got promoted. So yeah, I mean this rookie class is ridiculous. Like this yeah, rookie it, class is actually unreal. Gary Payne too. I don't want to forget his name like he's probably i think he's probably having a better year than bobby at the moment so he probably spencer strider spencer strider i mean i don't really know if people thought he was going to be as good as he is but he's quite possibly the best young pitcher in baseball right now yeah. um it's just cool stuff and we're only talking about this so much because we don't want to talk about the red sox um, <laughs> yeah. we kind of have to we kind of have to right this is the red sea pod so we're <laughs> going to go into some uh, some recent we're going to make because we want to rip this bandaid off. It's bad. Chris Hill just Chris Hill just hurt his wrist. Now he needs surgery after breaking his pinky. Um, it's bad. I don't know when he's coming back. Hopefully it's for spring training. At this point, we're just like, dude, I hope you're good. Um, it's yeah. probably up one nothing, by the way, in the first inning as we're speaking. No, great. Love it. <laughs> Acuna, Acuna has a hit. Austin Riley has an RBI. Oh, um, yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of National League MVP, by the way, I'm just going to say that real quick, but we can continue. Um, yeah, they're they're the Sox are a disaster. <laughs> X yeah, retiring, yeah. like what is going on? This is actually bad. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to look at some statistics and just see. Um, the Red Sox are a league average offense. They're not. They're at exactly 100 WRC plus, um, and they're, they're you know it's. I'm not going to be upset about it, but you could ask for more. I mean, if we're going to compare to the best teams in the league, the Dodgers and Yankees are around 120. So as a team to be at a 120 clip, I can't even believe that. Um, something yeah. I noticed as well is the Yankees are walking at a 10% clip as a team. Um, no one in the Red Sox starting lineup is above, I think, 8%, which is league average. They don't walk at all. It's concerning. There's it's something pace. It's uh, it's a bit concerning. I, I, we brought this up a little bit earlier. Um, I remember in June or something when they were playing well. Um, and it, it's becoming an issue, I think. This team does not walk. No. Um, and if we don't hit home runs and we don't walk, then I don't really know how we're going to expect to be a, a quality offense in this in this version of baseball that's being played in 2022 with whatever the balls are like now. Because the game's always changing, but uh, when – when your team is not doing what the dominant strategy is, which right now I think we figured it out, it's walks plus home runs and not striking out that much. And those are always what the best teams look like. And that's why the, the Yankees and the Yankees and Dodgers who are just like built their team around those things are succeeding so much. Um, even when they don't have like a million standout performers, like to be honest with you, when you look at the Dodgers, you have a lot of players that are just like, Honest to God, having pretty shitty years. Muncie, Turner, Bellinger, especially. Yeah. Like, you look at this roster and you're like, oh, like, 
they, they seemed way better when the season started and they're still winning games like it's nothing because at the end of the day, they, their, their team approach is working. And it's, you know, it's, it's just how it would be, man. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. No, I know. And, and, and Bellinger, um, I, I think if the Dodgers want to win the World Series, I mean, I know, like, yeah, they got the goat Joey Gallo and they're 6-0 and with him. Like, I, I've, obviously, that can't, that can't be discounted. I'm jo- I mean, that's a joke. He's terrible. But um, they – Bellinger started to heat up this weekend when they just beat the bag out of the, the Padres. He did have two home runs. He had two home runs. I know he had an RBI double on Friday when I was watching. And on Sunday, he had two home runs against them. If, if, if he can be – if he can start playing well towards the end of the season and – like be like an actual contributor. Uh, I don't know who's stopping that lineup. Yeah. That's, and that's the thing here. It was like, God, like if they had gotten Soto and then Bellinger was just like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I was the MVP two years ago, and now I'm back. Like, the yeah. drop-off between Bellinger's 2019 and since, since, since then has been like, oh, my God, what yeah. has happened? This yeah. has been abysmally bad, and like, I don't even know how a team would – him i don't really get it like it's just it's so he's playing so poorly um it's he forgot how to hit and that was like the thing he did best now he's like a defensive first outfielder it's like crazy how this has happened um he's gonna be worth like more than 20 million in arbitration and i don't even know if they'll be willing to pay that (laughs) to be honest with you they might non-tender him and not even give him an offer 20 million arb. No, if he continues like his trend this he's year, making 17 mil right now. He's making seven, and it has to go up. Yeah, I mean, I, well, 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 actually, that's not necessarily true. I mean, if, no, if they don't settle. Your arbitration, your arbitration numbers always got to go up, even if you have a horrible year. So if you're making 17 million already, it's going to be around 22 to 25. If you're playing as poorly as he is right now, so it's it's going to be. One more year of arbitration. For One more year of ARB. So the last year of ARB is the year that you, you make pretty close to what you'd be making on the market. You know, yeah. Mookie Bet last year in ARB made $30 million, which honestly made sense. So Bellinger, he has an MVP season in this arbitration period. Um, so it's going to be like the, point. the most stupid. It's going to be a crazy arbitration estimate. It's not going to be able to go down from $17 million. So I, I think the Dodgers might have to really think hard about do we keep him around or and just hope he comes back or do we just take this money and let him walk? Trade him. Um, you're gonna probably find a trade partner, but at the end of the day, it's you're you're overpaying for a player who's not produced in two years. So it, it's it's really, really interesting what's going on with him. I don't know if I've ever seen a player like have a like a literally an like a pre-arbitration MVP year and then like completely fall. It's kind of like Chris Bryant with the Cubs. And even they were thinking about non-tendering it, ended up trading him to the Giants yeah. and kind of re, re, like revamped his career. So, I mean, it's not as bad. Like, but still, Chris Bryant was still a serviceable player after he won the MVP. It wasn't like he yeah. completely fell off a cliff like Bellinger did. Um, Yelich is kind of in a similar situation. I was but he's just going to say that because I was remembering, I was talking to my friend about it. And I remember in the 2019 season, so Yelich won MVP in 2018 because he batted 450 in the second half. So he won it. And then 19, him and Bellinger were just going, both were batting like 370 at the All-Star break. And it was like this crazy run for the NL MVP. And then he fouls the ball off his kneecap, shatters it, 
and he just hasn't even been close to the same. I, that, that that's a real that's that's one of the bigger. I was telling my friend, I was like, that's probably one of the bigger like what ifs. I I, I think I I can remember because like that man was legitimately arguably the best hitter in the league at the time, besides Trout. You know, and and he, he, just, he was probably he, better he, offensive season Trout's in those in those two years. I mean, twenty eighteen Trout had the best year of his career, and it was he was better than he was yeah. better than Yelich. Yeah, Yelich was the best hitter in the National League. Um, he's not as bad as Bellinger is right now. He's still an above average hitter. He's hovering around the like 115, 120 WRC plus range, which is still like good. That's what you want to be around at least. But it, the ceiling for him is so much better. And it's, I don't think we're not going to see it again, but it won't be nearly to the scale of it was in those two years. I mean, I always thought Yellow should have won the won the MVP in 2019 when Bellinger did because he just simply had a better year um, offensively. But yeah, yeah. How about uh, let's uh, let's 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 continue talking about the Sox here. I know I know we we really. Yeah, I was about to say, said, we're getting sidetracked. You know, we don't oh. we, we don't we're talking about enjoyable things like we we like this. this Justifiably, is we're getting sidetracked. So, All right, tell me about the Astros series. So walk me through. They so, God, they so Monday. So it started Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Fifteen minutes before the game, or like two hours before the game started, the Red Sox straight away Christian Vasquez to the Astros. They end up winning that game because of I believe that was the game where Devers carried him. Right? Uh, no, actually, Devers didn't play. That was when that was a Jaron Duran game, the three RBI for him, home run. Jaron Duran played well. So they won three two, and then Tuesday, Devers came in, and Cutter had, Crawford had one of the best starts a pitcher's had with us that that game in the second game. Six innings, um, one earned. Six innings, six Ks, one earned, one walk, seven hits. Yeah. So the hits per nine, not great, seven hits. But I will say, like. Cutter Crawford kind of earned his stripes in that game, man. You shut down the Astros and you shut them out and you played well. Cutter, I got to say, have been impressed with Cutter. I think he's out. I think he's awesome. I agree. Um, I think he's, I think he's definitely a bright spot on the team that has a lot of, a lot of dark right now, you know, and it's, um, I think, especially that Astros, I mean, it's, it's impressive. I don't know how the Red Sox are doing it. I get, or I guess did it. They're not going to play the Astros again, but um they, rich they started rich hill and got their ass kicked the, the in the final game so they didn't sweep but they're four and two against the astros this year and um i mean that's the probably the best team in my opinion the best team in the american league so i was like you know what that hey i guess that's a positive of the season they beat in my they beat my future american league champions in, in the season series so you know that is and so we're, we're all like yeah let's go Right after the all-star break, we took two in Houston. Let's do this. We're going to Kansas City, the worst, second worst team in the league. Let's do let's win three. Let's win four. And they lose three. And a couple of them are bad. Like I know a walk-off home run in Nick Prado on Saturday. Oh, that was bad. Uh, that they was blew bad. a lead on Thursday and that Sunday. Was, they just Sunday, was, Sunday was bad. Sunday yeah. was so bad. It was just it was like a close kind of game. And then our boy, Darwin's and Hernandez decides to. Uh, our boy. Uh, I don't know if he's my boy. I'll tell, I don't know if he's my boy. I'll tell, I'll tell Darwin's and Hernandez is 
he's the black hole of this team. The moment he steps on the field, it just the game ends, and he just did. He he's a, a human vending machine, just giving out cookies left and right. Um, I don't know what to say. It's we've tried the Darwin's and Hernandez experiment. He was supposed to be great like last year. And we're in year three of them of expecting like, okay, we have this relief pitching prospect, which is a rare thing to say. He is a reliever only and we are investing resources into him. So he has to be like somewhat good. We're giving him innings and has he done anything to give you trust? He walks batters, he hits batters, and then he doesn't even have the stuff to back it up. It's, it's bad. The stat that I heard about him. Uh, after the game, I think it was Maz tweeted out this this stat about him. Um, there's like been like something thousand number of pitchers since 1910 to pitch over 50 innings pitched in their career, and I'm pretty sure Darwin's or Hernandez is top 25. He might even be top 10. He's he's at least guaranteed top 25 in walks per nine, like top 25 in the bad way. <laughs> like, yeah, like he's he's that he's he's that type of guy and, uh, and the one thing you can't do if you're a reliever is keep walking batters so um yeah. yeah that's an absolute disaster and he has not been he's certainly not helped the red Sox their their cause here and um yeah i mean after a good solid start to the post trade deadline in houston they just ruined it all by just laying a total oh, wow. in kansas city against one of the worst teams that if you're trying to compete, you got to beat up on those teams, and uh, they didn't. So and it doesn't get any easier for them. They play the Braves right now, and they are currently losing at the end of the first inning, one nothing. They are playing the Braves again at home tomorrow. I'll be there. I'll be in attendance to probably watch them lose because Nick Pavetta's Nick Pavetta's pitching. He's ass. He's ass. So we got that going, and then yeah. they play a, what would be a buy uh, a day off is now they're playing the Orioles now. So. Yeah. From that April series, bringing back, uh, bringing back terrible memories of the Orioles <sighs> in the beginning of the year, back when we thought they were bad, and turns yes. out they're not bad. They're better than us because we're in last place. Thanks a lot. Um, you brought up Darwin's before we go into the the rest of the league. You brought up Darwin's and Hernandez's uh, walks per nine, and I I had to look it up. Um, so uh, this is sort of like just general like looking at stats, if you see a, a pitcher have like a four walks per nine, that means that they don't have good control. And that's, that's always like when you're above four, it's like, I hope you're striking guys out. Cause that's not going to be very sustainable if you're not. Yeah. Darwin Hernandez's walks per nine in the 84 innings he's pitched in the major leagues is 7.79, which is. Oh my God. It's so it's literally one of the worst of all time. Is dreadful dreadful is the only word i can say okay that's that's all we're gonna say about dumb bad stuff about the red Sox. um well one, I don't last, know. one last thing one last thing i just saw this on twitter here the red Sox current injured list is chris sale michael waka brian bello trevor story kike hernandez tyler danish matt strom rob ref snyder james paxton josh taylor and tenor out 11. A lot of impact guys on that list. Um, and, and when Brian Bale got hurt, he was looking so good. It was finally he was locating that slider. I was like, he's, he's there. And immediately gets hurt. 
Um, don't give up on Bayo. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. I am. I am so stoked. I think having him as like a follower for for uh, for Davis. I love that. I think that's the right fit for him right now. He's looked really good since uh, those not amazing starts to, with the year. His stuff is so good. Brian Bayo is the guy, and he's going to be really a valuable piece. And like even if he's like a three starter next year, it's a W and a half. Um, he's awesome. I'm really happy he developed the way he did because just having an extra rotation guy just spawn out of nowhere and be like a really quality arm is just something that this team's needed desperately. Um, yeah, I, oh, definitely. I, definitely. I think he could be like a really awesome player, but we're going to have to see. Um, so I think let's – before we do the um, week preview, uh, you want to talk about the – I know people don't really know about much about the two guys we got for Christian Vasquez. You want to talk about both of them real quick? I know you're pretty high on both, so please. Do I want to talk about them? All right, so let's start with Emmanuel Valdez. He's um, a baller. I already know he's a baller. Emmanuel Valdez, um, he's 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 cool. Um, he's five foot nine, but he balls out. Um, so when I'm looking at a prospect and I'm trying to say, is he going to play well? I look at their double a numbers and I look at how they change when he goes to triple a because double a is really when the competition starts becoming like MLB close to MLB. And yeah. when you go to triple, it's like, okay, these are basically MLB guys. Um, and double a this year, he played in 44 games and had a 179 WRC plus, which is unbelievable. 357 average. Um, he had 11 home runs and 205 plate appearances. Um, just amazing numbers. Looked super good. Um, and got promoted to AAA and had a 118 WRC plus. So a pretty noticeable drop off. Um, particularly about a 10% less uh, walk rate. So it went from 16 to six. Um, I still think this kid is gonna be good. Um, I, I'm impressed with like how he's done. He, he had a home run his first day with the Red Sox. So congratulations. We love that. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think Emmanuel Valdez is a guy who's a bat first field second. Cause we don't know where he's going to play, but I like those prospects more than anyone, because if you can, if you have a good enough bat, you will find your way onto a roster because that is the most valuable resource you can bring to the table. So I'm glad it's like that. Now, Abreu, Willier Abreu is the second guy we got for Vasquez. Um, and I got to say, I'm pretty intrigued with how he's doing. So he, um, he walks a lot. He gets on base. And in 411 plate appearances in the Houston AA system, he walked at a 19% rate, which is like close to Juan Soto levels of walking. So crazy stuff there. Yeah. Um, he's also hit 249 um, with a 450 slugging with a WRC plus of 125. So pretty good stuff there. Um, and he's continued doing this with the Red Sox. I know he's only played five AA games with, uh, with Portland right now, but he's, you know, his production is at this current moment in five games is better than his average um, down in Houston um, with their AA squad. So, I think we've got two pretty like very intriguing bats that might be able to work their way into the top hundred prospects. I know Valdez is probably too old to be really considered for that, but yeah, um, it's uh, 
as good of a haul we could have gotten for for Vasquez. Um, I know it's it's pretty tough seeing him go, um, but I, I like to get him back. I like the deal. Um, a lot of people were down on the Red Sox farm or on the Red Sox trade deadline. I disagree. I think it was fine. We didn't do anything. We didn't do anything dumb. We didn't do anything that would shoot ourselves on the foot. We kind of just reshuffled the deck um, and kind of just consolidated a little bit more money. I think that's all I'm going to say. We saved money. We didn't really get any worse. I mean, you can probably say, you can argue that we did with getting rid of Vasquez, but I think McGuire kind of fills that hole enough to make it not really noticeable. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's noticeable. And McGuire has his own slew of off-the-field issues, mainly just one. <laughs> yeah. Um, God. Yeah, yeah, man. It's pretty uh, pretty beat. Just go home. Go, go in your room. Do it in the shower. It doesn't be in a parking lot. Jack of all trades type player, I'll tell you. Uh, he, jack, dude, pretty he's jack of his trades, dude. He's oh. really jacking those trades, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It, I don't. Uh, we, you can go look up uh, the, the police report. Um, yeah. It's it's kind of. I I think it's actually quite funny to be honest. It's really, uh, it's really funny. It's really funny, and it's yeah, like it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> should you have been arrested for that? Probably not. Like it's. I mean, you're in your car, but. God damn, dude! Just, wait, just be better. Like, dude. come on, be better than that. Come on, Reese. And then, of course, Eric Cosmer. We got him too. Um, I have my strong issues with Eric Cosmer. Um, people think he's a good defensive uh, first baseman because he won has won Gold Gloves. You're wrong. He's not. He's actually the worst defensive first baseman according to outs above average since 2017. No, he is the Derek Eater playing first base. People think he's good. He's actually not. He's he's, uh, been, he's been fine um, when they've got him though. He was so he's already got the Franchi. He's better than Franchi. He's like I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. He's better than those two idiots. That's it. Like he's better than both of them. He's not a he's not a defensive upgrade from from uh, Bobby though. Bobby's it's a stability. Better. It's stability that we needed. We have those two beanbags playing first. We needed it and they got it. So I'm not going to complain. So like, with, Hosmer. with Hosmer, we we traded Jay Groom for him, a couple prospects. And to have none of his salary go on our books, yeah, which is totally. honestly, when you get Eric Cosmo for free, I'm cool with it. I'm fine. I don't care because he's like basically a replacement level player at this point in his career. Um, he's movable now, so we can get rid of him if we don't need him. And a big part of him, of the reason why I think we brought him in, is he has a very close relationship with Tristan Casas. They went to the same high school. He's worked with him in the past. Um, I think he's the perfect guy to like sort of platoon him against lefties. I mean, Hosmer rips lefties and Casas is going to be a rookie who's the left-handed hitter. So obviously he's going to have issues with the, with lefties. So it's a good, it's a good thing to have, I think, um, going forward. A little, plato- little Hosmer, Casas platoon at first. I like the sound of that. So we'll see. And we're not paying any money for it. So I was incredibly down on Eric Hosmer, but now that the details are out, I'm actually pretty okay with the deal. So I wouldn't give the Red Sox like a B plus for the trade deadline, but I think I'm around the C plus B minus range. Cause like, yeah, you didn't, you didn't fuck up. You didn't fuck up. People think you were drunk. I think it's like, dude, you just don't know what, like I, I, I people that think the Red Sox kind of like were drunk and were buying and selling. I'm like, you don't have to commit to one. You can just save money. Like that we're a team that honestly, we're not going to compete for a world series. And what's the point of like, 
throwing a bunch of resources in the fire to burn the engine. I don't think it's worth it. I agree. So I think Heim kind of didn't do a lot. And I think Les is more in a case where we're a team that's not really doing what we want to do. I think it's, we'll see how it goes. This offseason is going to be pretty important for us. Yeah, um, I, I agree. And um, so on that note, let's talk about, let's finish this up. Let's talk about the week ahead. So after tonight, um, they play the Braves again, Orioles, and then have a three-gamer at home against the Yankees. So I am going to say that they're going to lose the Braves tomorrow when I go because Nick Pavetta, I just think he's just done, to be honest. And uh, I think they're going to beat the Orioles, strangely. I think they're going to beat the Orioles, and I think they're going to win one of one of three against the Yankees. So I think they're going to go two and three this week. All right. Um, I like that. Um, I was kind of thinking that, thinking in that direction, but uh, we're going to go with a little alternative take. I think we win today. We come back, claw our way back. Um, we lose tomorrow because I, I just don't see that happening. I, I Honestly, I'm, I'm with you there. Prove me wrong, Nick. I think we lose that game to the Orioles and we start to freak out. And then I think we take two or three from the Yanks because they have not been playing well. And it's yeah, a good time to get right now. I think we take two out of three from the Yanks and we go into the next episode a little bit optimistic for this Pirate series. And then, of course, we get retribution against the Orioles pretty pretty quickly if this one little makeup game doesn't go our way. So, you know, it's it's rough in these streets, man. You know, even the Orioles are better than you. Um, we thought we could just beat up on the Orioles and now they're in a playoffs position. So look at us. Um, I don't have anything bad to say about the Orioles. They're just an inspiring team, and we're just we're just the big fat Red Sox with all the money, and we're not doing it. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, this is obviously not where we want to be in the beginning of August, but uh, you know we gotta we gotta hope and pray for better times because right now it's feeling like how we were when we started the pod. Um, aside from that, I don't have much else to say. Um, do you have any 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 quotes, any proverbs to lead us forth in this dark time? I, I really am out of things to say other than I yeah. hope God, this doesn't go bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to say let's finish this season as well as they can. I mean, I know um, – well, let's just, like, sort of so show some life so Devers and Xander want to resign here. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Let's just extend everything you want it. Extend both of them. Fuck it. <laughs> like, just do it. Extend Devers. That's the only thing I want out of this season. We could miss the playoffs, finish last, win 74 games. As long as Devers is extended by the time like the season ends, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be okay. Because right now, my boy is balling. He's playing so well. He's like going to be an MVP. He's going to be like a top three MVP guy in the AL. So. I just I don't want to hear shit. Just extend Devers, give him what he wants. Thirty-two million a year for five years for eight years. Do it. I don't care. Just extend his ass. Build the team around him and probably Xander too because he's really good as well. Yeah. Other than that, get rid of everyone. I don't care. Just keep those two guys and the prospects we have coming in will replace the holes better than we ever could pay for. So I don't know. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. Well. Other than that, uh, it's been a good episode. You know, we're starting to get back into the groove of things. So, uh, 
let's hope for let's hope for better days to come. But uh, I guess we can only hope for that. So, uh, you have any last thoughts? Anything? Anything to say? Stay strong, Red Seat Nation. It's gonna get better. Um, trust the process. I think we're not we're we're building the foundation for a dynasty. It doesn't look like that right now, but goddamn, is it happening? You can get these whiffs and as long as once we extend Devers, dude. We're chilling. Get those, get the bad contracts out the book, books. Get these prospects up in the MLB, and we'll be hitting the ground running. It might take some time, but uh, you know, you gotta believe, trust the process. Hope we don't do anything stupid because that <laughs> might, you know, anything else. I, I could ramble on, but I'm just trying to make myself feel better. Um, go socks. Go socks. We'll see you next week. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, feel free to tune in. Um, we're dropping Mondays and Tuesdays now, something like that. Something like that. around earlier in the week. Just, just, just you know, peep, peep the Spotify page. See, we'll post on Twitter. We'll post on Twitter. We'll post on Instagram. Yeah, follow the Twitter at the Red Seat Pod. We 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 uh, we tweet some fun stuff every now and then. Um, stay, stay stay update with the boys. You know, um, slide the DMs. Why not? You know, the DMs are open. Let us know if you hate the podcast. Do you love it? Do you want to t- ask us something? We'll answer your questions. I don't know. Yeah, we're we're, we're cool like that. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out, guys. Bye.